It's Tuesday of the fourth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today, our Roman station is another of the beautiful churches dedicated to the deacon Lawrence, San Lorenzo in Damaso. This was the site of the barracks of the famous gladiatorial team, the Greens, the color of leeks, the vegetables, which I suppose they used as tokens, rather like people in Wisconsin used large pieces of plastic cheese. This was also perhaps the location of the house of the Pope, St. Damasus. Damasus is famous, among other things, for prompting Jerome to translate the scriptures into Latin. He died in 384. The first church was built here in the 4th century by Damasus. He lived nearby, at least near the theater of Pompey, and here he founded his public library. Damasus also built many shrines to martyrs and was much devoted to their veneration. He composed beautiful poetic epigrams for inscriptions on marble, which were placed at important sites of worship. We have several of them today, and they are instantly recognizable by the special script, the shape of the lettering used for the inscription. An inscription here at San Lorenzo in Damaso reads, I have erected this building for the archives of the Roman Church. I have surrounded it with porticos on either side, and I have given it my name which I hope will be remembered for centuries. Well, it has been, and the place has been rebuilt many times thereafter, but it has remained the chancery of the whole Roman Catholic Church ever since the late 15th century when Cardinal Riario, who was Camerlengo, or Chancellor of the Roman Catholic Church, built the great palace which surrounds the whole basilica. Some of the stone of the facade was recycled from the nearby ruined theater of Pompey the Great, the first stone theater ever built in Rome, and the place of the assassination of Julius Caesar. In the complex of the palace are the church's great tribunals, including the Rota, the Signatura, and the Apostolic Penitentiary, which deals with indulgences and matters of the internal forum and confession. You know it sounds rather like a jail. Inside the main door to the left, inside the basilica, is an interesting copy of a statue from the 2nd century writer and martyr St. Hippolytus. On the sides, you see carved in Greek an ancient calendar and a list of works which are important for the history of liturgy. Peter became saddened and cried because he erred like all men. I cannot find what he said. I find only that he cried. I read his tears. I do not read what he gave in recompense. But what cannot be excused can be cleansed. Tears speak of the offense without horrifying. Tears recognize the sin without causing one to blush. Tears do not ask forgiveness, but they merit it. I discovered why Peter remained silent, so that asking for forgiveness so quickly, he would not further increase his guilt. First, we must cry. Then, we must pray. Excellent tears, so that they cleanse the guilt. Indeed, those who see Christ's gaze begin to cry. Peter denied him a first time, but did not shed a tear, because the Lord's gaze did not meet his. He denied him a second time, and he did not shed a tear, because the Lord's gaze had not yet come upon him. He denied him a third time, 
Christ's gaze fell upon him, and he cried bitterly, Gaze upon us, Lord Jesus, so that we may learn to cry for our sins. St. Ambrose of Milan Thank you.